0: Welcome to the happy Ever After podcast. I'm your host, Tatiana Robertson. And yes, you heard right, happy-ish. Because this podcast is not about chasing the fairy tale. We've seen behind the curtain and most of us are ready to hop off the hamster wheel of perfection. If you've ever wondered, how'd I end up in this life? How can I change it? What do I want from life? Is there more? Then this podcast is for you. The fairy tale may not be real, that's the good news because life is an amazing adventure, and it's time for you to pick up the pen and write your own story. So, let's get started and see where this journey takes us. Today, I have two dear, sweet friends that I absolutely enjoy so much. I've been beaming and chatting with them before we pressed record, and they are Michael and Jill from The Market Vibe. And they're here today to really share more about their journey and how they created a really unique life for themselves. And it was the life that they wanted. And I find it so inspiring.
1: Well, thank you so much. Hello, podcast world.
2: Yeah, (laughs) we're so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having us. And we love talking about, you know, going after your dreams and going against the grain. So we are so happy to be here and shed some light. And it's actually the first
0: time that I've had a couple on the Mm. podcast.
1: Oh, cool. Well, we are very honored to be the first couple on your podcast ever. <laughs> the
0: first <happy-ish> couple. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. The first happy-ish couple. I think most couples would say that that's true. <laughs>
1: I think that's pretty accurate.
0: Yeah. Because <laughs> I think that's actually a reasonable goal. Mm-hmm. Step aside from the perfection. Mm-hmm. But you two have really had an enormous amount of success and doing a lot of work together. And I know that we met years ago, and people would be like, Am I talking to Michael? Am I talking to Jill? Like, and it's, you're very aligned in your values and your work, and you spend so much time together. And people have said, How do you do it? Mm. What was it about this that you knew it was going to work?
1: Yeah, I think that from the beginning of our relationship, we met our senior year in college. We immediately just, I don't want to speak for you, but we just knew that we were going to spend the rest of our lives together, probably, I would say, after, definitely after three months. And we spent all of our time together from the get-go just because, uh, I mean, we just vibed so well. We we liked a lot of the same things. It was very natural uh, to talk about really anything and everything. And I think that that's when... um, you know, when we got towards graduating, it became, okay, well, we don't really necessarily want to do the kind of standard, you go your way, I go my way, we kind of meet back up at night. And we kind of, you know, have a couple of hours to, you know, hang out, and then we go to sleep, we had gotten used to in college, because there's a bunch of downtime, obviously, in college, hanging Mm -hmm. out and spending all our time together. And so we naturally wanted to do that. But we also wanted to do something really big with our lives. And so I think that Um, You know, us just really being so open and communicative from the very beginning um, just really attracted us to each other. And we just love sharing our lives 24-7 together. We love, um, you know, you you say how we're so aligned. It's because we talk literally about everything. I mean, Mm -hmm. um, you know, before anything, she was my best friend. And, um, you know, I think it's that ability to be able to talk about anything and everything that's made it. Um, I won't say easy because obviously there's growing pains being married and being in business together, but I think it's made it so much easier than most people think it should be just because we're so aligned because we just communicate so well.
2: Yeah. And I would say that there are some pretty big milestones in our life together where we realized that we wanted a completely different life that a lot of people maybe think about, but could never really put into words or actually achieve. And so after college, we both ended up in the corporate grind. Like that's just what you do. Like you, you have to get a job. That's how the world works. You have to make money. And after we both experienced some pretty negative corporate environments We knew we wanted, like, this wasn't the life that we wanted. We were going in opposite directions. I had an hour commute just there to my job. So it was two-hour commute every day. Michael was working on the weekends. And then when we got engaged, that's almost when things really changed. And we were like, "Why we're getting married because we want to spend all of our time together. And this was literally my thought process, and I'm sure yours as well. But I was like, okay, we're getting married because we want to spend all of our time together but every day we're going in opposite directions. Okay, so how can we not do that? And we came up with owning a business together and creating our own income. And it was funny because while we were planning our wedding, we decided to open our first business instead of going on honeymoon. We decided to invest in, you know, just a small screen printing t-shirt business and we just knew did what we knew. And people thought we were crazy. They were like, you're not going on a honeymoon? (laughs) And then the reaction we always get, even to this day, is I can never work work with my spouse ever. We would kill each other. And uh, it's not to say that it is not difficult to find that line of professionalism and business partnership and marriage and to not let the two muddle. And of course, that took years of communication and practice and patience on both of our parts. But it's really led us to this life where we are now, which we know it's just the beginning, but it's exactly what we've always wanted. And we spend a lot of time together, but that's exactly how we wanted it. Like I always saw these, heard these stories of people having so many regrets at the end of their life. And one of them one thing I didn't want to regret was not spending enough time with him during our life together. And then I'd say the other milestone really was tw- uh, when 2020 happened, when COVID happened and we were all forced to be in isolation and him and I like open, unlocked this new level of marriage and communication and alignment that we didn't even know that we had. And we wouldn't have known that unless we were forced into that confinement when you say, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. You already had such a deep
0: driving compulsion of this is the life that I want. A lot of people spend a lot of time wondering, what should I do with my life? Is this the right thing to do? And I wonder if really people know what it is that they want to do deep down, but fear stops them or mm-hmm. social convention stops them. Mm-hmm. And you managed to just say, no, this is really how I want my life to be.
1: Yeah. And I i mean, I would love to say that it was as simple as like Jill said, oh, we started our t-shirt business and (laughs) like everything was great. Like we knew nothing about business. We had been employees our entire life. We just knew that we wanted to own a business someday that was successful, that would allow us to impact people's lives and spend time together. And we went through three businesses, just learning, growing, trying stuff, failing, you know, all of those things until we figured out, and you know during that time gained the you know knowledge and expertise and skill set to be able to then have the marketing agency that we do have today i think the best thing is you don't have to have it all figured out you just kind of have to have some sort of idea like we just knew we wanted to own a business we didn't really know what it was going to be but we knew what we wanted the business to be for us which was to allow us to impact people and to spend all of our time together and other than that, we just sort of figured it out through trial and error. And I think kind of like you said, people either do it out of fear or they think that they have to have like everything figured out before they start. And I really think that like looking back, if I could give advice to my past self uh, would just be like, good job for not necessarily knowing everything, but for just starting anyways and realizing, hey, the t-shirt business didn't work out, but that's not because you're a failure. That just means You needed to learn something, and that wasn't the particular vehicle to get you where you wanted to go. But it was a great overall learning experience. And the things that we learned, we took to the next business. You know, kind of like when you go from a job to a job to a job, you take skills that you learn and then you apply them to the next and to the next, and you get, you know, you progressively get better. And I think that that was our journey was just kind of failing forward, is what a lot of people call it, until we figured out really, okay, this is what we feel like we were meant to do. And now here we are. What seven years later after mm-hmm. business? Yeah. Well,
2: yeah, we're coming up on our eighth wedding anniversary, which is actually it's easy for us to remember our business anniversary mm-hmm. too. <laughs> well, I mean, when we started going into the business. Yeah. The market vibe is, you know, that's coming up on four years, but it's easy to remember because yeah, and we just decided we just decided to go for it. What made what's made the journey very rewarding is that we had a vision, even though no one else did, and no one else could see it or support us or understand us. And we've always been people that have always questioned the norm, like question the stereotype, like, well, why does it have to be like that? Well, well, why like, the way things are societally, it doesn't have to be like that. It doesn't, it's not in your DNA. And we've always challenged that. And, you know, known that if we're going to spend our life together, we really want to spend our life together. And it's insanely rewarding. Like when you can spend this much time with your significant other, how much you learn about them. And it's also just so rewarding to be working together toward a common goal. We had people in the beginning, tell us like, You guys are only going to have one, technically one stream of income from one source. And that's not a good idea. And then, you know, people saying that we would want to kill each other because we are very much opposite in personality and in strengths. But honestly, that's been a benefit is having different personalities and different strengths because we bring something to the table that the other doesn't, or maybe lacks mm-hmm. a little bit. And it's a nice whole package that we can offer in our business, I would say. But mm-hmm. yeah, the main thing is that we were just like, well, life doesn't have to be like that. We, we can do whatever we want. And I know we had talked about like really challenging the stereotype and that's what we decided to do. And we went for it regardless of what people said.
0: Because what if it works out? Mm -hmm. I love that you said failing forward because that is exactly what I was thinking. I was like, and there's another example of them failing forward. And if we try to live a life without failure, we'd never learn to walk. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't happen. Like we got to fall down so that we can learn balance and technique and skills and all of these amazing things. And the two of you, I'm going to put in the show note your Instagram. I've always loved your Instagram because I also feel like your a lot of your draw is your relationship. And you take these everyday experiences that we, if if you're married or with a significant other, they come up. You make running out of toilet paper seem funny, right? <laughs> <laughs> and you poke fun at that. And I think you really show people how showing the lighter sides, making fun of conflict. It's just, it's sort of part of the joy of life. And it gives us a little bit of insight because, you know, anybody that already follows you and listens to the podcast knows that Jill does have a love of soft, comfy things, candles and Target. (laughs) Yeah. Am I an avid follower or what? That is
1: very
2: accurate. <laughs> I was going to say, that's not wrong. <laughs> As I'm literally wearing the comfiest outfit right now <laughs> with my hair <laughs> up.
1: <laughs> and it's funny. Now everybody talks about, oh, personal branding, like, you know, showing your realness. and But when we started doing that, it wasn't really that prevalent, actually. Mm-hmm. It was very still like, oh, you're, you know, business, you need to talk about your business. And we just were like, okay, yeah, I understand that we need to show people, obviously, that we have expertise and knowledge and skills and what we do, and that we can get people results. But that's what every marketing agency in the world will tell you. They're not going to say, oh, no, Michael and Jill are better at getting results than I am. Like, everybody's going to say, you know, they're getting results. But like, so what's the differentiating factor? Well, it's us. And people like doing pe- business with people that they know, like, and trust. And so you know what's the most you know relatable thing we can do it's to show them you know what our marriage and our relationship looks like and did that turn some people off and maybe make us look unprofessional to some people i'm sure it did but did it make us more relatable to more people than that it definitely did because we get dms and things like that all of the time and people hire us you know because they saw a tiktok or because they saw you know an an instagram reel that we did and it's it's one that's not necessarily educational it's about our relationship because then people understand that we're being true to who we are. We're not trying to put on, you know, some, we're Michael and Jill, you know, we own a marketing agency and we're very professionals. It's like, this is who we are. And, and, you know, when you hire us or you work with us or you get to know us, Like you could come over and have dinner with us and you will get the same people that you see on Instagram and TikTok. There's zero difference. We're the exact same person in real life as we are online. And that was always very, very important to us because I think social media tries to get people to paint this picture of, well, maybe, you know, I'm more successful than I really am, or I need to feel like, you know, I I show that I have it more together than I really do and things like that. And we never wanted to paint a picture that wasn't authentic to us. And so we show the highs and we show the lows. And, you know, we show when really great things happen and we show when we get COVID and, you know, kind of everything in between. And so that was always really important to us in a conversation that we had at the beginning of our business was we just want to make sure that we do everything authentically to us. And then whatever, you know, quote unquote success comes out of that, at least we can feel good about the fact that we've been true to who we are as people.
2: hmm Yeah. And I think what's interesting is, you know, you mentioned that we met you on Clubhouse, which was, you know, we talked about it all the time. It was perfect storm of people needing connection. And we met so many amazing people through there. Mm -hmm. I cannot tell you how many people did not like that. We were one cup, a couple with one profile. It made so many people mad. They were like, Not about it at all. And so many people told us, you guys need to make two different profiles. And we knew we were like, we are the only couple. We were the only couple on Clubhouse for a while. Mm -hmm. And then we were like, no, we're going to keep it going. We'll make it work. It's different. And I think that us really embracing the fact that it was, again, against the grain, it was extremely different, made us stand out. And we really carried that over to our Instagram, over to our TikTok and just everywhere where we were present, because to us, this is the most important thing in our lives is our relationship. So why would we not share that? And that's something that's always been, you know, important to show is that you can't, that was something that was, we were very passionate about in the beginning was that you can have a great life with your spouse, you or your significant other. You can be best friends, you can have fun. It's funny because when we were getting married, I was like, no ball and chain jokes, nothing. If I hear one, they're they're out. <laughs> that was the only my only Bridezilla moment was I was like, if I hear any ball and chain jokes, every they're out of here. You know, because like this is special. Like we we were we were making a commitment to each other and To us, it's sacred and it's just something that we wanted to showcase is that we're okay with being different, even though we were getting so much feedback that was like, you guys need to change this. We knew we were onto something different and special just by, you know, being ourselves.
0: The thing that's unique is not that you did something different, but that you actually had listened to that inner voice that told you the direction to go Mm -hmm. and that you were actually able in the face of naysayers to just say, no, we have a vision and we're going to go for it. Because if more people prepared for success instead of preparing for failure and separating accounts and having a backup plan with a second income stream or something, that's just preparing for failure. Mm -hmm. You're saying this isn't going to work. So I have to have this plan here for when it doesn't. But imagine if you took all that energy, which is what you are actually living, you are living proof of if you say, no, instead of putting all my energy preparing for a failure, I'm actually going to put my energy towards preparing for success. Mm -hmm. Then you get Michael and Jill. Mm -hmm. And that's what's so unique. That's what's so unique about the two of you is that you followed that. And I think it's amazing.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people let other people dictate the decisions that they make, or like you said, the fear, Yeah, you just have to really think about what you want out of life. And you have to realize that it's just so much better five years from now to at least have gone for what you really want. And maybe it doesn't work out, but again, it, it's not like you're a failure or it's a failure. You'll learn something and you can always try again. But if you get to a point where you come to a crossroads in your life and you can't try something, then you end up living the rest of your life with regret. And I just feel like, you know, there's the, I can't remember, it's a famous study, but you know, he interviewed people in hospices and that was their number one thing was they, they didn't take the chances that they really had wanted to in their life. And I just think that, you know, there's so many opportunities, you know, with social media and the internet and just technology and everything that there's really no excuse to not, give whatever it is that you want a try you know there's people in their 50s and 60s starting businesses and building really successful businesses and whereas things like you know time and money and age and all of these things used to be limiting factors i think now is a perfect time for anybody to try any of those things that they really want whether it's a business or um you know or something else that they really want out of their life you know traveling the world or whatever it is like don't wait to do it until it's either too late or you're just not in a position to do it anymore. If there's something that you really want to do and that's really on your heart and a passion of yours, then just do it. Just try. You, you never know what's going to happen, but you know what'll happen if you don't end up trying. And that's, you're going to end up getting to a point in your life where you're going to be sitting somewhere and saying, "Man, you know, 10, 15 years ago, I really wish I would have done this. Like, don't ever get to a point in your life where you have to say that.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's never too late. It's never too late. I want to say I just did a podcast with the CEO of Women Entrepreneurs BC, and it wasn't in the podcast. But afterwards, I said, you know, I forgot to ask you, what's the average age of the woman that you're helping to start a business? Because this is people that are starting their first business. She said, 40s. -hmm.
2: I believe it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I think that's amazing if that's the average age. I don't know if it's COVID or if it's a stage in life, but that, that women, at least, because that's who they serve, are saying it's not too late to start. Mm-hmm. And if you think 40 is super old when you're in your 20s, then imagine when you're 60. But you have people who are in their 60s mm-hmm. starting new adventures.
2: Yeah, I think it is the generation's of women that are, I think it honestly started with like millennials questioning the status quo and being like, why does it have to be this way? And if it's forties, which is typically Gen X, which is my sister's age. And I know they were, they went to school, they went to college, they Mm -hmm. got the job and they've been doing, you know, the, the path to 65 I just think that it's been like an interesting, perfect storm of 2020, making people sit down and actually have the time to be like, where has my life gone? What am I doing with my life? And I always write about how you're the one who's living your life through your eyes. Like you have to be the one that's okay with the regret, with the choices, with the circumstances, because even though You know, somebody might be pushing you or encouraging you to go in a direction. You still made those choices, which means that you can still make the choices to choose your own path and to go the way that you want to go in life. And just like Michael said, I had a big fear of regret because I never wanted to live a life where, you know, I looked back and I regretted something. And that's why when 2020 hit, I saw it as an opportunity. I was like, this is our moment. To really build something because we're forced to be at home. We can't do anything else. Like we might as well go super hard so that we're creating this wave that we can ride for a very long time. And so I would just encourage people that if you see the opportunity and it's there, like go for it because it not not a lot of times is an opportunity going to present itself to you. And usually it does in the perfect time and to just go for it. I will say that every risk we've ever taken has paid off. Has it been scary? 1000%? Yes. I am a very anxious person. So Michael's like very steadfast. So that's very helpful <laughs> for me because I am a worrier. And, um, but every time we've taken a risk and every time we've Gone for that opportunity, it's always paid off. Like when we moved out of California, people thought we were crazy. They were like, there's not going to be anything there. You, because we rented our house sight unseen and people thought we were nuts. (laughs) They were like, it's going to be a scam. And it wasn't. It all worked out great and amazing. But we had the belief that it was going to be fine. And we did the research to back it up and we knew that it was the right choice. So, take those opportunities and those chances that are gonna be best for you because, you know, again, you have to be the one that's happy with the life you're living at the end of the day.
0: Absolutely. What was it that made you say we're gonna leave California.
1: Well, for <laughs> almost me, everything. yeah, I mean,
0: <laughs> I just heard about the three feet of snow before we started recording. So yeah, I yeah. was just
1: wondering. I mean, for us, it was a, a bunch of different things. We wanted to change. Um the nice thing about owning your own business and being able to work from home is, it's very, very simple to just pick up and move anytime you want. And so we kind of realized, well, what's again, like with trying, you know, a new venture or a new business or a new anything, like what's the worst that could happen? Oh, we could find out that we don't really like it. And then we could, you know, move somewhere else. Um, We're almost at a year now and we love it here. Yeah. We did get three or four feet of snow. So that was a little different uh, because that's not weather we're used to, but um you know it was things like just more business opportunity um we and we just felt like it was time for a change we'd lived in you know northern california our entire lives i definitely had felt the itch to live somewhere else um i know jill was ready to experience something new as well And yeah, like I said, I mean, I'm very like, she's just said she's very anxious. I'm very even keeled. And I'm just like, yeah, so if we do it, whatever, no big deal. Like it's just a year, we can move all our stuff back if we really wanted to, or we can pick up and move somewhere else. Like I'm very calm in that aspect. So it was just, yeah, it just seemed like the right time and kind of like how Jill was talking about when you can just feel like an opportunity. I just felt like the right opportunity to just move and really expand our business in a different location.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. And you just did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> now we've heard a little bit about who you are. I'd love if you shared with the audience a bit more about what it is that you do.
2: Yeah. Uh. So we run a full service digital marketing agency. We specialize in working with real estate agents and anyone in the real estate industry, but we work with We've worked with so many different people. We've worked with a lot of fitness professionals, with wedding vendors, with product-based businesses, communities, uh, coaches. You know, literally, you name it. Like, we've worked with almost every different industry, and we just, we really have taken our personal brand and our personal socials, and that's where we do all of our testing. That's where we, we really wanted to be the type of business where we walk the talk, we actually have experienced what we're talking about. And that has always been very important to us. And I know Michael has always championed that. And you know, that we're always practicing what we preach. So we do every, we pretty much do everything from social media to Facebook ads. We also do email and SMS text marketing. And then we do, you know, the one-off projects like website design and branding and things like that. And yeah, we're coming up on four years in business, which is just wild.
1: Yeah. And I, I mean, I think too, you know, so often, and I'm sure you hear it all the time, especially when it was on Clubhouse and everyone was talking about business, like, oh, you have to have a niche. You need to know like who your ideal client is. And I don't necessarily think that that's true because like Joe was saying, like we worked with everybody as long as we knew we could get them results. And I think that kind of like with the different businesses, we tried we worked with different you know, areas of industry, product-based businesses in this type of industry and in this type of industry to finally figure out like who we enjoy working with. And I think that so often there's like that cardinal rule, like, oh, you have to niche down right away and know exactly who you want to work with. But if you're just starting your business, that's kind of weird to know exactly who you want to work with because you may think it's this type of person and you spend all your time and all these years pouring effort into that, but then realize later down the road you might enjoy working with this type of business or this type of person. And so our whole journey is kind of like she said, it's very trial and error. Uh, And I, and I think that that's okay. I think that too many people, it's the problem again, with social media, like we were talking about earlier, everybody looks like their business is all perfect and all together and like the perfect puzzle. And you feel like then, well, there's something wrong with my puzzle then if every piece isn't perfectly fit. And I just don't think that that's how it has to be. I think that it's a lot of just, you know, like a child, when you sit and like see him playing with a puzzle or with blocks, they're like trying to figure out, you know, like how to put stuff together correctly. And I really think that that's a lot of what life is, is just trying to figure out the, the the building blocks or the puzzle pieces that are right for you. Not necessarily that everyone says is right or um, society says is right, but really uh, that can look different for anybody and everybody.
2: Mm-hmm. And for us with our business, it finally just came down to doing what we knew and it was funny that we didn't start with marketing because i was i was literally in mar- in marketing right out of college every job i had i was doing social media marketing and then i worked my way up to you know head of marketing for a company and i was there forever and michael and i looked at each other one day and we because he was working in sales he was building he describe your job again
1: so i was Here. in corporate sales and i was i basically would go into each uh, branch or location, and I would build it up to over a million dollars, and then I would move to the next one and move to the next one. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. it's like the running joke in our house that it took us that much time to figure out that our combined skill set was actually built for what we're doing now, but we just for some reason. I don't know what was going on. I couldn't even, uh, you know, remember back to what was going on or what our thought process was, but that's like the running joke in like our families and Mm -hmm. in our house is like, Oh, you know, it took us like four years to figure out what both of our skill sets combined would have been good at.
2: Mm -hmm. So yeah, just starting off with do what you know. And if you don't like that, you can always learn something. That's one thing I admire about Michael is he is a forever student. And he is always studying. Not that I don't study. I just study in my own way. And I just like learn in my own way and explore. It's a little bit more organic. Michael is very strategic. When he wants to learn about something, he learns everything. And he learns very quickly. So don't be afraid to be a student and learn something new if you know what you're doing isn't working. Or if you're trying something and it's not working, maybe go back to square one and just do what you know.
0: Mm-hmm. I totally knew that about Michael because I remember when we there was a new social media app out and um, immediately I saw that you guys were on it. And immediately I reached out and Jill responded because Michael was on the app and he had been on the app for basically 20 hours straight figuring <laughs> it all out. And I'm like, oh great. He just saved me 20 hours. So Michael, what do I need to know? <laughs> and, but that's what people get from you. Like I'm the same way when uh, I launched my business, and I always think it's going to be a continual learning journey. Mm -hmm. And I share that with my clients. And I also share my learnings through my podcast. And I like that. And that's what I look for with people that I work with, because I want them to have that same desire to learn and grow. So when you talk about people wanting to do business with people that they know, like, and trust, then if, I'm looking for somebody. I go, oh, here's Michael and Jill. And this is the combined skills that they have. Their values are aligned with mine. I know that they're in a continuous, they're not sitting on their laurels and still talking about what the algorithm did nine months ago and complaining about how it isn't as good as two years ago. They're already, they don't have, they're not wasting energy on that. So I know who you are. Mm -hmm. I have shared your names with mastermind groups that I'm mm-hmm. in that it's all high level coaches and sharing your information and and I know that I have to say these are people that I trust that I've had many a conversation with and I feel that they're you know aligned with my values if you follow them and see them you will get a real sense of who they are and if they're a mm-hmm. fit and when you say that might turn some people off they were never your people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I have learned that as well. Like not all clients are a great match, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And it makes it harder to do great work. Yeah. Yeah. You be, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <I'm> like, <laughs> yeah. That's the learning curve, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, I think what is so cool to hear that from her, from her perspective is that, you know a lot about us just from seeing our socials. Mm-hmm. And that's really special to hear that like, it's coming through, And we're sharing that sense of ourselves. And what's been crazy with this journey and especially with the success that we've had on TikTok, I've had so many people reach out from college just from the past and they've been like, I saw your TikTok. And we really realized that we were growing when a good friend of ours who is a business owner in the UK was like, oh my gosh, your TikTok came up for me. So Uh that's just been, that's been really wild and really special. And I think that we've really wanted to share, well, number one, We've always been about giving in abundance and, you know, everything that we can do and that we've taught anything that anybody knows, they could go and Google it and they could learn themselves if they really want to learn how to do something. And mm-hmm. we've always kind of operated by that principle that we want to give away our best stuff. We want people to succeed. We know that the clients that we land and the people that we work with, like that'll take care of itself. We're not worried. We're never worried about that. And we've always been about like giving people the Answers instead of kind of gatekeeping and holding them.
1: The two things for me that are the most important as far as business go are number one, that like we talked about earlier, that we're authentic to who we are and people can see that. But number two is that every single person that comes into contact with our brand, whether they pay us or they don't gets information like you said mm-hmm. that you can pass on that you know is relevant that you know will help somebody because yeah. i like you said i'm not one of those people that'll rest on my laurels that oh you know i studied enough of this you know four five six years ago like i'll just kind of coast and things like that i really treat each post as okay, well, if I know that this reel is going to get 25,000 views, that's 25,000 potential business owners that need help. And I don't care whether they pay me or not, because that's a really, in my opinion, awful way to think, well, they're not paying me. So I'm just going to kind of give like surface level type of content because, you know, it's free or whatever like that. Like, no, these people need help. And so my goal whenever we're creating content is always the best possible content that people could look through our portfolio and they could get wins for their business. They could land clients. They could make sales online. They could make significant money and they don't ever have to pay us like a single dime. Make as much money as you can off our free content. And then when you're making a ton of money and you don't want to do your social media and stuff anymore, if you need help, give us a call. But like until then, you know, get as much value as you can. (laughs) And I think that that came about just because when we were starting to try and figure out our social media strategy online i felt like there was just a lot of the same like generic tips and things like that which mm-hmm. i get that they were valuable at some point but then it's just stuff that like everybody already knows and i never wanted people to just be like oh that's just i already know that or oh that's like not really that valuable or or relevant i always wanted people to go away being like dang that really made me think about my business or oh i need to go apply this right now because this is an area that I'm weak in, that I need to work on. So those were always the two really big things for me.
0: Mm. Well, isn't it awesome that they keep switching up the algorithm every five and a half minutes? No, we love so it. you've it's always so got lovely. something
2: new to bring to the yeah, table. I know, right? <laughs> well, and we've been in positions too. I think why that's been such a huge drive of ours is because we were in positions when we were baby business owners, didn't know anything, invested in programs, invested in courses that gave us nothing. And mm. that was something that we were like, gosh, so many people do that. What could we do? That's what could we do so that nobody is saying that about us? We're just going to give away what we know for free, whatever. Like if you want more detailed, specific stuff, specific lead generation, specific social media for you, cool. Come talk to us. We will talk with you and we'll work together. I feel like there's no harm in giving away what you know. And Letting someone get a win, because like, just think about if you're listening to this and you're a business owner, what would you have given to seeing something on social media for free that actually gave you some clarity? And I think that's one of the things that people don't think about when you're making a program or you're making a course is that a lot of entrepreneurship and business ownership is like trying to feel around in the dark. And then you like turn one light on and there's one corner and you're like, okay, now I need to feel around and turn down the other lights so I can light up the entire room. And we've always just operated like, we're just going to turn on the light for you. And then if you want to keep it on, it's up to you kind of thing. Yeah.
0: I love that. And I, it's a value that comes through. The only thing that you missed in your description though, is that you're also funny AF, like for reals, I love you too. Because some of them, there's a, there's a lot of content creators out there and, and, it's, and they're giving you information, but it tends to be the same leading towards a particular course that they might have for sale and it's not very varied because Mm -hmm. they have their specialty niche and they might not be lifelong learners in a broader spectrum of marketing. They might be lifelong learners in a very precise niche. And I find that your information is intermixed with humor and entertainment. And truly, is there anything better? I I never poo-poo a good laugh while I'm having a scroll. I think that's wonderful. And, And it makes me pause and keep coming back. And that's actually what you want as a business is that you want people to pause and take notice of you. So Mm -hmm. having generic stuff that always looks the same and highly polished, it works for some, but I love the way that you guys do it. And that's why I share it because it resonates with me. And I know a lot of my friends who are small business owners. I think it resonates with them. And I know my daughter has said to me, well, my goal is to make enough money so then I can hire Michael and Jill.
2: <laughs> she oh, said that that's
0: so cute, <gasps> which I think is amazing. And when I shared her freebie giveaway with some friends, they were like, "Oh my god, this is what she's giving away!" And I said, "That's the thing. If you're in this world, it's amazing how much you know." Mm-hmm. And she's yeah. just like, "Here, have it."
1: Yeah, and Thank it. You. And it builds so much brand equity too, when you're willing to give away stuff, because then what happens is now, if she was to ever offer anything paid, people who got that free thing will say, wow, well, I know how valuable the free thing was. I can only imagine how valuable, whereas the opposite, when you gatekeep and you don't give away anything, then you underwhelm with paid items and things like that. You lose brand equity. And I mean, to us, business is supposed to be fun. Like we didn't want to spend all our time together and just be super serious business owners, not having any fun. And I think you said it perfectly. You just have to figure out what works for you. That's what works for us. That probably, well, I know for sure that wouldn't work for everybody, but that's who we are. And we're definitely not the most serious people in the world. Like that's just, and that's just who we are. Like we're very serious when we're working with clients and getting them results. And like Jill was saying about knowing the information and making sure that we're experts in our field, but we do that with a twist of we're just goofballs. Like we just love having fun. We worked really hard to build this life. We want to enjoy it. And honestly, every business owner, like they started their business because they wanted to Have fun, you know, they weren't really enjoying whatever it was that they were doing previously. So, on some level, at least, shouldn't it be a a little fun, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, that's what we hope. And I'm glad to hear it comes through in our content is that, you know, we have the knowledge and expertise and all that stuff, but that we also show that we're just having fun on our journey.
2: Yeah, it was uh, when we decided we were like, okay, we really need to hone in on you know, social media and really giving people the value. We didn't want to just totally abandon what we had built on TikTok, which was, you know, more couples humor. So that's where on our Instagram, it's a blend and a mesh of both, which I'm sure Instagram does not like because they like you to do one thing. They're very niche oriented. Nothing wrong with that. That's just like how the algorithm is built. But we just had to stay true to what worked for us. And we just see it as... Our strategy is like those bring people in because it relates to everybody and then people that are business owners are going to stay. And that's really the whole goal. So, and if you're thinking about like, well, what can I do with my social media? That's what we've done is that we connect with people on like the masses level and then we give our information and then people stay around when they realize, oh, this is actually really helpful content.
0: I love that. It's worked for you. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm strategy for different people will be different. And I think that's because what you're showing is do what works for you rather than what necessarily works for the algorithm, because in five and a half minutes, they're going to change it anyway. Mm-hmm. And so as well as start it off by doing
1: you. Mm-hmm. Well, on Instagram right now is talking about, I don't know if you saw, they rolled out in Australia and New Zealand, you can pay the subscription like on Twitter oh. and you'll get increased reach on your reels and engagement. So none of that may even matter, like you said. So it may just be more of a, you pay a subscription and you get increased reach. And so, yeah, it's just, I mean, ultimately just be who you are because if you try and curtail to an algorithm or a social media platform, it's like you said, it'll change right when you you change, it'll change. Then you have to change again and then it'll change. And it's just this constant back and forth. You'll just get frustrated. So it's just much easier to like, let's, not try and chase like followers. And like, I wish we would just, everyone would be over this once and for all. Like you don't need a million followers to build a business. You don't even need 10,000. There's a girl we worked with who has a blog that makes six figures a year. And she's got like 3000 Instagram followers. Like it it doesn't matter how many, like the most important thing is to build a authentic audience who's there for you and what your offer is. And then from that, you can build a business off of whatever number that looks like. Mm -hmm, Right. So don't buy followers. No, <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't do it. Don't do it. And I'll
0: just I know add, how you feel about that. <laughs>
2: yeah, I'll just add one last Jenga to that too. Do, yeah, do what works for you. Because every time we tried to do something that somebody else did, it never worked for us. It always flopped. I would just say when you're taking advice, obviously take it with a grain of salt. You need to figure out like what's going to work best for you work best for the people that you're targeting or the people that you're selling to. And then once you figure that out, just keep hitting that nail on the head. Like Once we figured out that people really like either the overly emotional, more romantic style of couples topics, <laughs> we'll just say topics or couples comedy, we really leaned into it and gave the people what, what they want. And we had a great time doing it. So just... Go on a little, you know, self-discovery of what works for you and your business and the people that you're targeting.
0: That is the perfect way to wrap this up because it comes full circle. You've lived your life avoiding the social construct algorithm and just going with who you are. And that's how you've built your little corner of a social media
2: empire as well. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yep. Go against the simulation. Go against the simulation.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Perfect.
2: Just kidding. Didn't say that. Right. The simulation's going to get us now. <laughs> <sighs> well, thank you so much for having us.
0: Thank you for joining me today. Oh, my gosh. It's been so much fun. And I always love getting to see your two beautiful faces.
2: Thank you again, Tatiana. This has been so special. Thank you for just allowing us to share our story. Thanks. And we love you.
0: Oh, I love you too as well. My first happyish couple. Yay. <laughs>